Okay, record. Record this time. You should be recording now. Start recording. Recording. Like now, now, or like right now. You're just <laughs> hit, hit like the fucking Van button. Hale, if, like Van Halen. <laughs> right now. <laughs> okay. Wait, now, now. Just love it. <laughs> or now. Just let me open up Audacity. <laughs> oh, you fucking. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I was talking to Ian. One, I tried to get him to be on his best behavior because we have a new guest this time. <laughs> and then two, he reminded me that he's been on probably two or three other times where I've had a new guest on, and this this has been their first experience dealing with him. Ah, so this is my rite of passage, I see. I get, yeah, I guess. I see. We're hazing you for this <laughs> podcast. I don't know why Brad did come back to that first one. <laughs> I definitely think he's the one you give the most shit to. He, he takes it well. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Are we recording yet, though? <laughs> the next time I see you, I swear to God, I'm going to slap you in the face. Welcome to another episode of Brian and Super Friends. I'm your host, Brian Labick. Joining me for this episode are a few of my favorite nerf herders, including brand new super friend to the show, Jen Nickel. Hello, hello. And we have returning favorite, Andy Stolls. Coming at you from a galaxy far, far away. And I introduced everyone else first because no one wants to follow Ian Leidick. Hey, check out my new podcast, Pounding Off and Lonely, y'all. Well, we're talking about our best bro fist in cinema. And also, I want to give a big shout out to my sponsor. Unlike the other guys, Grambo brand googly eyes aren't coarse, rough, or irritating. In fact, they get everywhere at the right time. I, just let that hang there for a while, because I don't even know where to go from there. I was like, I was just getting that ready, making sure I didn't fuck up, walking around my house, and every time I said it, I was just like, I'm too fucking good at this. Like, why am I wasting my A material on this C-plus show? C-plus? <laughs> fuck you, man. You're never coming back after that. It's at least C-plus-plus. Plus. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. B-minus. Uh, Alright, so, as I've been doing for a while now, we are approaching our 100th episode. I believe Please. this is episode 96. Please, for the love of God, give us questions. <laughs> I don't think so. I've, I actually stopped checking because we weren't getting anything. Jesus. So, yeah, uh, as, as we've sort of mentioned before, uh, as before we sit down to record the 100th, if you would like to give us some topic suggestions or questions, you can get them into us now so we can have them prepared and ready to go for that. Uh, so you can either hit us up on Facebook, you can search Bry Guy Super Friends, or go to www.facebook.com slash Friends. You can email us at Friends at gmail.com, or you can tweet us at BG Super Friends on Twitter. All of that works. The clock is ticking. Uh, please give us stuff to use. Um, as for this episode, we are recording this on May 24th, which means tomorrow is the actual 40th anniversary of Star Wars. May 25th, 1977, Star Wars New Hope was released to the public. Uh, I had intended to do, like, a May the 4th episode, which would also tie into the 40th anniversary episode of Star Wars, uh, but we never actually did that. Plans kind of fell through for that. But that just means now is the perfect time to try to come back at this and do it again. 
Uh, so we're going to try to just talk generally about Star Wars to mark the occasion. Um, I'd like to try to frame it sort of like a nostalgic look back at Star Wars, but we'll see. We have Ian, so we don't know where we're going to go. Uh, I've invited all of you on because you've been, or at least, you know, like me, I consider you guys Star Wars fans. So it's something that, you know, I guess has been ingrained in my life for a while and my interests since I was little and I've never really gotten away from it. But for you guys, if you can remember back, what was your first Star Wars experience or like your first Star Wars memory? Anybody want to jump on that one? Oh, I nailed this. Okay. Uh-oh. So, this is always a favorite story of mine. and I probably had seen Star Wars on the TV or on VHS before, but I remember we were getting all big to-do because uh, Episode 1 was coming out. And uh, Taco Bell had this amazing promotion with Star Wars and just Star Wars shit going on there. They had, like, the toys. And uh, they had, like, a Darth Vader in the costume there, and that was real fun for, like, I let's pretend that's 8 for this story. And... <laughs> It was amazing, but they it got this little Jar Jar Binks action figure, and like his tongue would stick out. So I of course had like nacho cheese because they had like nachos for kids, I guess. And we, me and my brother would dip his face in there, like like he was drowning or some stupid shit. <laughs> but then I guess we didn't clean had. it. <laughs> we didn't clean it off for a while, and it was like cheese hardened around his mouth. And I just thought that was really impressive that he like still could go out there and give that kind of performance in Episode One with his mouth just full of cheese like that. I didn't know where you're going with that story, and I don't I don't know if I even understand where you're going with that story. <laughs> Anybody else? <laughs> so my first memory of Star Wars was um, my uncles were both really into Star Wars. You know, they saw uh, A New Hope when it first came out and, like, had all the toys and stuff. So when I was really young, my grandparents had this, like, toy chest that, you know, all of us little rabble rousers would go and play with all the toys and stuff and they had like uh all the old beat up like original star wars toys uh they had like tie fighters and like tie pilots and vader and luke and stuff like that i didn't know who, who the fuck any of them were at the time but i mean <laughs> i played the shit out of those toys let me tell you um and then as i grew older like you know we would watch um recorded uh movies you know where you would put the v vcr tape in and you'd be like oh star wars is on record you know oh, yeah. so it, it'd be all like shitty shitty quality and whatnot and i just remember being scared shitless of darth vader and <laughs> when he cuts luke's hand off i think i ran away screaming anyways um yeah so that's <laughs> that's kind of my introduction to star wars and i've kind of been a fan ever since cool jen well my uh my parents are, are nerds of the old school so they were you know, always from the beginning, uh, really into it. And so I'm sure that I watched it, you know, on TV or if we had it on VHS, but when the, um, original trilogy was re-released in the theaters where I grew up on our main street, we had, um, a downtown cinema that at the time movies were a dollar. So oh, nice. I remember going every single night for a week to watch <laughs> Hope. So nice. seven days in a row, Living on popcorn and <laughs> Coke and just happiest girl in the world. <laughs> what was Is that? that Coca Cola? Um, well, I think so. <laughs> <laughs> the freshman, Coke was in the Coca Cola. Freshman, freshman high school Jen was not uh, not riding the rails on Coke. Let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> Did you go to the theater with your parents for that full week, or was that just you? We, I think we went once, but I a couple of my friends went 
you know, one or two times and switched in and out. And I think I probably went by myself once. Cool. So just as much as you could get was what I wanted. Yeah. Uh, Ian, do you have a serious story or are you going to go back to the Jar Jar action figure? So after I took the figure home, it reminded <laughs> me of this old tale. No, um, but that, that is probably my oldest Star Wars memory is that actual action figure and messing around with it like that. That's a real story. Like, why do you assume it's not? <laughs> I can never tell with you. I've said that numerous times. That, that's a real story and that's my earliest Star Wars memory of that. Okay. And I guess sitting there and actually watching that episode. I'd be pretty happy about it because I was eight, so you know, <laughs> didn't really ha- never saw a bad movie. So wait, was your was your first exposure to the prequels, or did you see the original before I had, the prequels? Like I said, I probably saw at least parts of them, but I wouldn't like I couldn't tell you about them because that was like eight. Yeah, okay. Or I might have been six when episode one came. When did episode one come out? Ninety seven or nine? Ninety nine. Yeah, so I was eight. So yeah, I, I probably wasn't telling cohesive stories. Gotcha. Yeah, I was, I was stunned at development, just ripping my head of cheese over and over again. <laughs> <laughs> poor hey, thing. however you or however you played, man, that works for you. It didn't. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I think I'm I'm sort of in line with Andy, where I, I I remember actually I don't even know if my parents were really into it, but at some point I think my dad had recorded Return of the Jedi off television, so I remember just watching it on VHS over and over, and then eventually he took me to the, like, you know, the video rental store was a big thing back then, so... Oh, yeah, down there in Harrison City Video. That's the one. Yeah! So, yeah, we went back there to find the other Star Wars movies, because all we ever had was Return of the Jedi. Uh, So, actually, I saw the original trilogy backwards. I saw it Return of the Jedi, Empire, and Star Wars. Um, So, yeah, after, after that, it just kind of became ingrained in me. I don't even remember a time... Like, you know, before that, before, you know, before Star Wars was part of my life, I even asked my mom, I was like, hey, when do you remember me? Like, actually, like, hey, Star Wars is a thing for this kid. He really, really likes it. She's like, I don't know. I don't remember. It's just always been there for you. <laughs> so I was like, thanks, mom. Nice to know you remember my life. Precious memory. Yeah, right. <laughs> no wonder you're moving out. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> um, so, yeah, what uh, we sort of answered with Ian, but uh, Jen and Andy, what was your first Star Wars movie that you remember seeing? Was it the first, like A New Hope, or was you got to start at a different point in the trilogy? Uh, number two. Who does number two work for? <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. No, no. That would have been number five, I guess. Oh, yeah. Empire. Yeah. Empire, yeah. I don't, I don't recall for sure. I think I had just seen them so many times for so long that they all sort of blended together so when i did finally see them in the theaters i was like oh wait this is when it stops now like (laughs) i have i have to wait again this is why why would i do that well yeah because i remember like i don't i remember watching the original trilogy i remember getting into star wars then i remember it being a big deal it was probably around the time that they were re-released in 97 for the special editions that word of like the prequels were happening Mm mm-hmm and that was, <clears throat> I remember just being enamored, like, holy shit, they're making more? You can do that? <laughs> yeah, oh, it yeah. was like magic. Yeah. yeah. They started releasing that. I, I had a major um, action figure problem. Um, <laughs> one whole room of my bedroom was checkerboarded with still-in-the-box action figures, which are in my mother's attic, um, <laughs> still in their packaging. And I just, you know, I was obsessed with getting the whole series and hanging them up and, oh, yeah. you know, posters on the other walls. And it was just, you know, first thing I saw the, when I woke up. 
was that from the craze of the prequels? Like that was all episode one figures or? I think, I think there are some older ones. Cause I know that when episode one came out, they released new series that had um, green cardboard backing. And I had a lot of the older ones with um, orange backing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think I have the full run of those. I really need to go back and do an inventory. I did at one point <laughs> and it's somewhere in the ether. So yeah. it's, I mean, it's pretty significant. And, and that was, that was my jam. That was all I wanted to spend my money on. Yeah. I, uh, I, yeah, I got hooked into, I think it was probably, it was somewhere around the special editions. I think it might've been like 95, 96. They started releasing Star Wars figures, which I think up until that point took like a, I don't know how long of a break, but there wasn't new Star Wars stuff for a while. And then I, I can't remember if it, if it was Kenner back in 95 when they started doing it, but I remember like the figures like Luke. It's the New Hope figure with, like, his white tunic and stuff, and, like, his chest is open, and he's real muscular. Like, they made everybody freaking ripped yeah, <laughs> for those figures. And you're like, you, they don't look like that in the movie, but that was the style for them. So I remember getting a whole bunch of those and starting in there. And then even when I got older, like, Ian and I had the misfortune of working at a toy store for a while, so that was bad news. Oh, rough. That was – Ian, were we there – I know I was there for Revenge of the Sith when that came out. I don't remember if I was there for Attack of the Clones. Were you there for any of that release – Stuff. I, I don't think because that was. I don't even remember when this took place now. Uh, Attack of the Clones would have been 2002. Oh, so Revenge God, of the no. Sith would have been 2005. No, fuck no. It couldn't work legally back then. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I didn't go around to 08, but we had all like the 30th anniversary figures still because we couldn't sell shit. Oh, uh, right. And yeah, they yeah. were. Still technically making those for like another five years after the 30th anniversary <laughs> because that was just the line. They knew what sold, man. You put that 30th anniversary logo on there, everybody's clamoring for it. I think the first time I saw them, I was like, what the hell is the 34? You know, it's like 2009. I was like, fuck that mean? And they were like, new. We just got it in and I was opening the box and put them on the shelf. I'm like, what the fuck's the 34? Well, I think too, our store always got stuff late. So <laughs> at least they weren't the Target exclusive ones. <laughs> yeah, we've got, we we had that too. Yeah, stuff that literally we stock on the store. Yeah, <laughs> stuff that we'd stock on the store that actually had the only a Target logo on it. We we worked at KB Toys, which is not Target. Not so much. <laughs> so that was fun. Yeah, we could still be working there if it was Target, though. That'd be fun. <laughs> yeah, eight years later. <laughs> hey, what would have put us right in line for all the new Star Wars stuff that comes out? Oh yeah, we would have been like, oh, we're taking those. Yeah, we nothing better to do with our lives. Don't don't even open that box. I want that whole box of figures. It is mine. Oh, we might actually have fought over that. that oh, I d- I definitely remember doing that with certain people at work, yeah, like yeah, yeah. being the first one to claim the box of Star Wars figures when it comes off the truck, so you can open it and dig through it first. Oh yeah, you to, to claim what you're gonna buy. Did the Star Wars figures have um, the alternate paint figures too? Uh, what do I you know, mean alternate paint? Like, when I was collecting the Seth MacFarlane toys, like Spawn toys and stuff like that, they would have, like, repaints and stuff that would be a little bit more rare than, like, the, like, they would have one figure and then they'd have a limited run, like... Uh, like paint. a variant? Yeah, it was painted a little differently. Did Star Wars figures do that, too? I don't think they did. I think there were some that were classified as variants, but they were, like, manufacturer errors. Right. Like, right. certain figures that were, like, I vividly remember one, of course, now I can't remember what figure it was, but there was one figure for Revenge of the Sith that got packaged with the wrong lightsaber. So that was, like, a collector's thing. Like, if you find that being packaged with the wrong lightsaber, suddenly the the um 
you know, you could sell that for more because it's quote unquote a variant. But it wasn't an intentional variant. Right. It's just okay. probably it something in manufacturing. Up. Yeah, I got yeah. screwed up and that's just yep. how it went out. Yeah, I remember it's um, collecting like the X-Men like clear ultra cards. There would be ones that were messed oh, up. You're yeah. like, oh, I got a mess up card. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Um, do you guys remember, like, one of my other memories, too, even for around when Phantom Menace came out, that was, like, when internet was all kind of spotchy, that was still, like, dial-up internet? Oh, yeah. I remember just sitting at the computer for hours, waiting for the trailer to download so I could watch the damn thing on the computer. (laughs) While your mom and dad were like, why is the phone line busy? Yeah, we can't call anybody for two hours. What the (laughs) fuck are you doing down there? (laughs) It's a three-minute video, dad. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) The little AOL guys running. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> what it You're was. Like, Fuck! <laughs> <laughs> that's after you dialed the damn thing and got the freaking busy signal for an hour. Yeah. <laughs> oh, the good old days of the internet. Oh yeah. Yeah, but I remember what like combing over that trailer a lot because I like you know when I watched the original trilogy, sure there were trailers, but that was before I probably really knew what a trailer was and like this is a promotion for this thing that's coming out. So by the time the prequels hit. I, I ate those trailers up. Every time they released one, I was like, download it, watch it 50 times. Like, that that was the thing to do. Well, and trailers were so different when the original trilogy came out, too. They were more telling, you know, giving you a preview of the storyline, not really teasing what it might be about, too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, I remember going through when they would release um, design elements, like the new ships that came out, and you know, oh, we yeah. debate over which is the which is the most badass ship. It's the yellow one. No, it's the silver one. No, it's definitely the silver one. And <laughs> and you know, just having these huge technical aesthetic arguments over what was going to be the most mind blowing thing that we would see in the new in the new movies. Yeah. Um, Jen sort of brought up toys and stuff like that. Was anybody else collecting besides her and I? Did Andy or Ian? Did you guys start collecting any of the figures or anything like that? I don't think I did a lot of the Star Wars. I do have some Star Wars toys and whatnot, but uh, I don't know. For some reason, I didn't do much Star Wars toy collecting. Ian? When we were at the store, I, I used that 30% discount, and I guess I, I wasn't doing enough drugs, so I bought those toys instead. <laughs> drugs. So I had a shit ton of them, like, way too much. Like, I, I had so much I couldn't fit them all in, like, my dresser, just, like, standing up in their boxes. Yeah. It was really fucking annoying for a while because I'm like, this a- I didn't need like three different versions of a clone trooper, <laughs> and it's not even like alter. It's like the same fucking clone trooper, but like the paint's different <laughs> because those are somehow different characters. See, you were planning to start an army. Yeah, I know because I had the really bad, a real badass uh, Anakin from I think it was the Clone Wars cartoon where he's shirtless and his like body's painted. That, Wait, like, is that, that pop- was that the animated one? Yeah, yeah, the animated one. Okay. Well, no, like, well, they had two Clone Wars. They had, like, the the original one was, like, an anime. I think it's that one. Cartoon one. Yeah, yeah. Short form, yeah. Yeah, like, I think it's from that, and it was so badass. Like, that, and they had a lot of the other concept art. Like, I think I had one of the Boba Fett ones, and that was a bitch to find. We're going to find that at our store. Tell you fucking what. (laughs) Yeah, I got real, real into that for a while, but I finally got rid of them all because that was just, they took up way too much fucking room for me. (laughs) Gotta make room for your anime chicks. Oh, dude, I have so many now. We should do a whole show about that, honestly. It's for your Bart Harley podcast. 
It's for it's for your podcast. That's that's well, what you devote time for. My podcast now is I just record the Skype video call and I put it up <laughs> on YouTube as my own podcast. I just redo the intro so people think I'm the host. <laughs> it's pretty popular. Put the put the link on Facebook after I post this. I'd like to watch one. We got a bunch of questions for our tenth anniversary. <laughs> um. So even though you, like you guys might not have too many as far like maybe compared to Jen and I, but do you guys have a favorite toy? Either one from childhood or even one as an adult. Hmm. Or maybe I should say collectible, not necessarily toy. Toy or collectible. Okay, well they can think and I I can answer. Go for so it. my favorite one from from back in the day was the um it was from the new series, I think. It was the Dewback with the Jawa on the top and no, not the Dewback. What was the t- what were the tall oh, sh- Bantha? shoot. No, not the Bantha. They do ride those. But it was like a sandy creature. It had a long neck. I'm making gestures, but it's not helping. <laughs> Ah, oh, I should have looked it up. But I anyway, know, I think I know what you're talking about, but I don't know the name of it. It's in the when they drive into Mos Eisley. It's yes. the one that like kicks the Jawa off, and exactly. then it's like hanging by the rope because it had the kicking off of a Jawa action. You pushed its butt <laughs> or something, and it would buck that Jawa right off, and it was incredible. And, <laughs> so that was and, that was the special edition redo, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And you know, maybe that's sacrilege, but that was a damn fun toy to play with. Uh, but currently, um, me and my uh, Sphero BB-8 are pretty close. I had a feeling that would friends. be on your list. Yeah. That's one I still need to get. Because um, I pl- I played with one for a little bit, and I thought it was the coolest fucking thing, and I still haven't gone out and got one. It's it's a blast. I got the um, the battle-worn one that comes with the force band. Oh, okay. So you can you can use it on your phone, but you can also control it with the power of the force on your very wrist. What? Is, I know. <laughs> and you can watch the movie with, you can watch The Force Awakens with him, and you sync it to the movie, and he watches the movie with you, <laughs> and reacts to things. It's like having your own little BB-8. Oh, that's gonna be awesome. <sighs> that sounds pretty cool, yeah. I kind of squeal a lot. <laughs> pretty great. Uh, Ian, do you think of one? Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, definitely my favorite thing would probably be my waifu over on my bed right there. <laughs> She's uh, pretty perfect. All right, maybe does, I should have framed that around Star Wars collectible. Does, that, does she have nacho cheese around her mouth, too? Or oh, is that just oh. Jar Jar? It's, it's not nacho cheese. <laughs> Why is it yellow? <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a personal problem. <laughs> so the only one that I can remember really liking is, as far as Star Wars collectible is I had the, uh, the plastic... Uh, Count Dooku lightsaber. Oh, okay. That had like the the bent hilt, you know. Yeah, yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah, I think uh, I I do have a couple of the like the the Force FX lightsabers. I got the Anakin Skywalker one, the Attack of the Clones version. That was, I think, one of the first ones that came out. That was by Master Replicas, I think, at the time. And now it's all like, what do they call it? Like Hasbro Black Series or Signature Series or something. So I have. The, that one from Anakin, and then I have one for Obi-Wan from Revenge of the Sith, which is pretty awesome. I need to expand my lightsaber connection or collection, but they are so damn expensive. But they are fucking cool. Because, of course, the ones I bought, it's before they started taking the blade off, so the blade is just stuck in the hilt. 
which I wish I had the option to take the blade out because I think I'd I'd probably just wear it at my hip for a while. <laughs> just walk around random places with it. But no, instead it's just kind of like on a stand on my on my desk. Uh Ian, do you have a do you have a real answer? Should we come back to you for uh, or is sorry. your or is your wife who actually Star Wars related? No, God no. It's not a <laughs> fucking nerd. Um, so <laughs> like that. Uh, no, it'd probably still be the uh, Anakin figure I described earlier. I just thought that was such a cool looking one, and to see something from the animated cartoon physically was real fun for me. I guess in a way, because I've sold all of it now. It's all about the anime girls. <laughs> My one true love. Fair enough. Uh, so we'll just go through maybe, uh, just like some favorites of yours. Um, I, I don't know about you guys, but I fucking love the music from Star Wars. Like John Williams fucking nails these movies. I don't think they'd be anywhere near the same if it didn't have his music to it. That's one of the best things about the prequels is John Williams soundtrack. I mean, you got Duel of the Fates, you got the love, the love theme, and then you got Anakin versus Obi-Wan in the last one. I mean, those are very, very awesome. Yeah. Uh, so I was just going to ask, what do you do? You have some favorite mo- uh, music tracks from the saga? No, none of them. Hate <laughs> it all. I, I usually watch it on mute with a closed caption. All right. Anybody uh, else? <laughs> I still, I from Force Awakens. I'm. I still get goosebumps when Ray's theme theme comes on. Oh, yeah. the desert I, there. Yeah, I think that is just spectacular. That is really good. It just it goes so well with her character, and it's so evocative. Two thumbs up. Well done, John. <laughs> yeah. I I get goosebumps when you first hear the uh, Kylo Ren soundtrack mm. from Force Awakens, especially when he like looks over at um, John Boyega's character for the first time. He's got the blood on the helmet. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's really cool. Kylo's. I feel like Kylo's theme is pretty simple. Like, there's not it too is, much to but... it, but it it hits pretty good. Well, so does so is like the original Imperial March. It's not overcomplicated or anything. True, but my God, I mean that is Star Wars. I mean the first thing you think of is Imperial March, right? Yeah, that's the most iconic music piece in it. Um, I Yub Nub. <laughs> I, I, I would <laughs> go with Yub Nub, which they cut out. Right, that's not even part of the like the the special editions cut that, and now it hasn't been included in any of the other future releases for the movie. I don't know what they're thinking. How yeah, am I supposed to, to yup like my nut? Original... <laughs> that sounds dirty. It really did. <laughs> it, it was out before I could stop it. I don't know. My favorite would probably be the ones that I mentioned from the prequels, like the Duel of the Fates, the love theme, and then uh, the uh, the heroes fight. I can't remember what it's actually called. Battle of the Heroes. That's what it is, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I think... Andy, you and I might have even talked about this back when the movie came out for Attack of the Clones, but I remember getting that soundtrack, listening to, like, the love theme, and being like, this is kind of crappy, and then the more I listened to it, I was like, you know what? This is growing on me, and then by the end, it's like, this is the best song on the CD! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know what? I, I listened to um, Attack of the Clones soundtrack for probably a solid four months in my car after that shit came out. Yeah. And I still probably get goosebumps from that shit. Yeah, I think I still think my favorite prequel music though is Duel of the Fates. Hands down, I think it's got to be Duel of the Fates. Oh my god. Fates. You, I remember um 
that was back when, you know, I was watching MTV and, like, Total Press Live <laughs> and, like, the video was actually making, like, the top ten. I was like, yes, hey, I remember Wars. that. <laughs> yeah, they had music videos for fucking Star Fuck Wars. yeah, music. man. Hell yeah. God, I felt Better so than justified. Other, all the other... <laughs> yeah, I had to sit through all the other bullshit, though, which kind of sucked. <laughs> yeah, we're legit now. We're on MTV, motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> we're coming for you. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, the Imperial March is always a classic. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything that stands out between, like, A New Hope has some good music. Obviously, like, just the Star Wars theme, and you get, I mean, the, like, the Binary Sunset is probably another one of my favorites. That's good. The Force theme from the original trilogy is really good, too. Yeah. And that's a soundtrack uh, that when you sit down and listen to, you just see it. You know, every scene oh, that yeah. comes on, you know exactly what's going on. And I don't know, you know, I was always curious if that's something like, if you give it, give the soundtrack to a person that's maybe seen Star Wars, maybe two times, three times at the most, and you give them that soundtrack, if they still have that, if the, if the music affects them as much as say it affects us having watched the movies hundreds of times, because just that familiarity with the movies, when you put the soundtrack on, obviously you're just seeing all the visuals that you know by heart at this time. But I was always, I'm always curious about how powerful that music is. If it just hits us that hard, or if it really affects anybody when they just listen to it that way. I think there's certain ones like the Imperial March is so, like in pop culture in general. I think everyone just kind of gets that, if, even if they maybe not even seen it, just because it's used so much. True. Yeah, I don't know if there's any theme. I'm trying to think if there's anything that really sticks out to me for Return of the Jedi, because I don't know if there's any like new themes or anything in there that stand out. Well, they have the Ewok theme, you know, with that flute, right? You yeah, know? I guess some of the some of the Endor stuff a little bit. Yeah. But the princess but everything making, else pretty much ties back to Wicked. Ah, oh, Wicked. Because <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Empire, like you got Yoda's theme was new, and Empire actually introduced the Imperial March, so those came from Empire. And nothing, like I said, nothing's really. There's not too much I feel like that stands out from Return of the Jedi. The Imperial March wasn't in New Hope. It was not. There were it's there's certain songs that feel like it, but it's not the Imperial March. They didn't do that until Empire. Huh. Which is funny when you start hearing it in the prequels when it ne- technically never existed before Empire. Cuz there's there's certain tracks in in the prequels that hint, you know, like foreshadow what's coming, so you hear the Imperial March at certain instances. Oh, wow, that's real subtle of them. I wish they would have done that with the writing. <laughs> <laughs> or the visual effects. <laughs> or anything but that part of the movie, I guess. Well, that seems like a good enough time as any. Do we, let's talk about the prequels. Where does everybody stand on the prequels? Do you like them? Do you hate them? Do you defend them? I'm just Let's put us all on record. Where do we stand? The, you think... know, they make my heart sink a little. <laughs> and whoever whoever gave... George Lucas free reign to get himself off on CG. Just shame. Shame, <laughs> shame. Well, think about it. I mean, at the time, you're looking at a, what, it ended in 83. The other one doesn't come out until 99. So you're, you know, 15-year gap. If if George Lucas says, I want to make more Star Wars movies, who who in their right mind is going to say, no, don't, don't do that? Time I crackers. just... psychics um magic eight balls (laughs) i I like harrison ford (laughs) yeah yeah i i wish that they had 
committed to sticking with practical effects and, you know, really keeping that vibe. And I understand that it has, they have a bigger scope. You know, you go more places, you meet more people and it, it's, it's more, but it doesn't have to be more in every way. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I mean, we've talked about it before on the show, but at that point in, I guess like George's career and just the Star Wars franchise in general, it was that big of a gap between Return of the Jedi and Phantom Menace where Star Wars is coming back in a big way and George is the one headlining this with his vision and his what he wants to do. And because the original trilogy was so fucking successful, they just gave him a bunch of people that anytime he said he wanted to do something, they're like, yep, okay, George, we'll take care of it. And there's no one questioning him. There's no one, you know, there's no like check and balance. He was just surrounded by a bunch of yes men. And Fox wasn't going to stop him because Fox wanted a shit ton of money from Star Wars movies. So why the hell not? So, yeah, it, it could have been better because I think when he did the original trilogy, he he had people questioning him like this doesn't make sense. You should rewrite this. You should double check this. You should try this for effects. And, you know, he he just he he loves special effects more than he loves story and character, I think. Yeah. So once the computer was like, we can do all this crazy shit. He's like, yep. OK, let's make some movies. Right. Right. And I think, you know, in watching The Phantom Menace, as soon as Blotto flew his fat ass out, I was just, you know, sort of gob- gobsmacked. Just, yeah. you know, this is this is where we're going. This is, <laughs> I have to buckle up for this? Okay. Yeah. Now, given that, though, I, I think storyline-wise, there are lots of high points. You know, we do get solid backstory for characters that we care about and characters that we knew nothing about yeah so for, for me it's more it's more of a handling issue as opposed to quality of storytelling point taken yeah uh andy ian anything um go ahead ian it's just so i went through that period where i was a kid when i first saw him so like i said no no real such thing as a bad movie to me back then and then as you get older you start to notice things <laughs> I rewatched the whole trilogy like two years ago, and the first one, episode one, is just awful. It's not objectively a good movie in any way. Jar Jar is such like a poorly written like cash grab that it like it stands out how like much he's supposed to appeal to kids, but how he makes no sense in the story whatsoever. <laughs> and like I think like Revenge of the Clones is fine. Revenge of the Sith has a lot of positive moments, but Phantom Menace is just a shitty movie. See, I actually think I'd take Phantom Menace over Attack of the Clones. To me, I think Attack of the Clones is the worst one out of the three. I I tend to agree. Something was, like, happening. There was real shit happening. It wasn't, let's get this kid out of fucking slavery with, like, the fucking crazy flying dude who like, got this weird stereotype thing we're not going to address at all. <laughs> and like fucking Jar Jar not just stepping in shit but just generally being a mess and almost getting them killed countless times. And let's not forget that the whole point of the fucking movie is fucking trade negotiations. Yeah. Like let's just put this Jar Jar thing in for kids but for adults I bet they really care about <laughs> their galactic dollar. What the fuck is that about? Yeah, How do you I think, even have a blockade on a planet? It's four-dimensional. That's Well, that's, that's my biggest thing with any sci-fi movie anymore, is like, let's make a blockade on one side. Just go the fuck around. It's it's a planet. You can go to the other side. Um, they need but a yeah, I think Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, the, uh, 
like you were saying with Jar Jar, obviously that was sort of made by George Lucas. Just like the younger generation that was exposed to the prequels first fucking love Jar Jar. Like that's, that's their Star Wars is the prequels. They don't understand the original trilogy. It feels slow to them, uninteresting, but the prequels they love. And then like the trade negotiation crap, I think George was really trying to be political about some stuff and not hiding it at all. And that was his way of like trying to deliver a message and, and thinking he could, I don't know, somehow slyly fit it in there where it's interesting, but it wasn't really interesting. Yeah, like but I think I have bigger more like, with, with the robots about how like mechanizing our workforce and putting us all out of jobs. That could have been a thing he was doing. No, he just wants the robots to do funny stuff with 3PO. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, well, I, that's, I, that's, that's a tactic. That's army. Like fucking A. How did they even almost win? Well, I think that was more the point was that the army was that terrible. And that's why the, the stormtroopers in the empire were that easily able to just like take their, take their place. Like Did the Jedi could just cut those droids down and then be done with them. Fucking Jar Jar took out like ten of them. Yeah, on accident, like literal yeah. accidents. <laughs> it's not a, not a shining moment for the Star Wars saga. However, Ooh. I would argue that the frickin' love story in Attack of the Clones is ten times worse than the story of Phantom Menace. What's wrong with the love story? It is so fucking forced, and that dialogue is so cringeworthy, I can't... Yeah, exactly! He's a 16-year-old, like a kid, born on a desert planet that has no friends. He has no friends on that planet. <laughs> and you expect him to be like Casanova? Of course he's gonna be an awkward little shit. That's what he is. But he's taken to the Jedi, where he's supposed to house all of his emotions and not have feelings? You think he's gonna come out there and spit game? No! No, he will not. <laughs> That's why he's going to talk about sand and how it's coarse, rough, and irritating. It gets everywhere. It's fucking annoying as shit, Brian. I have, I have nothing. I have nothing to argue with against. I believe all of that. The problem with this is that Padme still fucking goes with him. There is no reason in the world she should fall for him. She's a fourteen-year-old queen elected for four years. That's a trying time to be elected queen of a planet. Love saying elected queen. Anyway, <laughs> of course she's gonna fall in love with the dude who's gonna like take her to new worlds and give her new experiences. Now it's a little weird that he was like eight when they met, but you know George had a vision and he followed through on it because he had to, because Anakin had to have kids. He did. That is weird because he was probably himself not like fatherless. Yeah, that whole mm, that whole thing is a fucking mess too. <laughs> I know, like Midichlorian god babies, like that's weird. Yeah, like he's got a lot of things going on in the prequels, like four different <laughs> like things he's trying to like warn us about, and they all blend together into Jar Jar. Notice it's stuff that they never talk about ever again. It just never. stays in the prequels, and they're like, "We'll just we'll just leave that there." Like they even drop Midichlorians after like the first hour. Yeah, it's never talked about ever again. As it should be. Yeah, that that whole thing. I, if I could, like, I could just cut that section out of the movie. I never want to hear that word again. Like, I think the Trade Federation didn't even bother negotiating better trade rights after the first half hour. I don't think they ever tried to compromise again. They just like taking orders from that shadowy figure that calls them all the time. I know, right? <laughs> like, they're literal fucking henchmen. So I'm supposed to believe they have, like, run planets and shit. They're taking orders from a fucking 80s supervillain. Alright, Andy, you got anything? (laughs) You gonna follow that with anything? (laughs) How could I? (laughs) Um, I am actually a uh, 
a fan of the prequels. They're not my favorite. I think the original trilogy is definitely better. But I think the prequels have a lot of redeeming qualities. We already talked about the music. Um, yep. There are a couple of actors that I think did an excellent job. Um, Ewan McGregor True. was an excellent prequel uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi. And one of my favorite Jedi of all time is Mr. Qui-Gon Jinn. So I really liked him in the first one. Is it because it's Qui-Gon Jinn or because it's fucking Liam Neeson? It's fucking Liam Neeson. <laughs> Dude, Liam Neeson is a Jedi. That's fucking pretty cool. But um, also the lightsaber battles were really phenomenal. Because I think they kind of... I don't know if they just didn't get the choreography down or didn't get the right actors for like the original trilogy or just because, you know... Obi-Wan and Darth Vader were so fucking old at that point that they really <laughs> couldn't move well enough to have good lightsaber battles. Yeah. But I mean, uh, you look at uh, Darth Maul versus Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan, fucking A, man. I still get tingles even thinking about that shit. Um, you got the Yoda-Dooku battle after uh, Obi-Wan and uh, Anakin go after him at the end of... Uh, Attack of the Clones, and then you have obviously Obi-Wan versus uh, Anakin, Battle of the Heroes. Fucking A, that was fucking awesome. The moves they do in that are just like... like I wish I could slow it down, because sometimes I don't even know what the fuck they're doing with their hands. Yeah. Pretty cool. Well, even like Pretty watching some cool. of the behind-the-scenes stuff for that, like just watching Ewan and Hayden training for that fight, and seeing them learn the choreography and do all that stuff, it's fucking cool. Yeah, yeah. And as much as I hate Hayden Christensen as an actor... I think he sort of started coming around a little bit in, in the last movie, especially when he, like, turned or whatever. I thought he kind of brought a little bit more than he had in the previous moments. Yeah. Um, I think anything that I had heard of or, like, between interviews and stuff with that is that Hayden took the job under the impression of acting and taking having the material he did in Revenge of the Sith, but he had Attack of the Clones first. So every time he tried to go darker and, and evil Anakin, George kept telling him, like, rein it in. You're not there yet. So it was very subdued performance because George didn't want him to go there yet. Yeah. Um, and I don't think uh, George Lucas is the best. Um, I think I've talked about this before. He's not the best uh, judge on when it, an actor is doing a good job because Natalie yeah. Portman's a pretty damn good actress and she really didn't. <laughs> get much to do or he didn't let her do much or anything because she's not real good as Padme unfortunately <laughs> yeah yeah I think he's notorious for not being an actor's director yeah so uh, yeah um but yeah generally I like them and I, I saw them all multiple times in the theater um but if you gave me which trilogy to watch and gave me an option I would watch you know the original trilogy um, maybe we'll just sort of spin off into like what we'll just say, let me ask, what are your, each, each person, what is your maybe top three Star Wars movies? Cause now we have two we can add to the mix with Force Awakens and Rogue One. So I didn't know if any, any of those will crack, like crack your top three. Not for me. My top three is probably going to be Empire Return and New Hope. Okay. Solid choices. Uh, Jen? Empire number one, easily. And I, I'm i really, maybe it's just because it's so new, but, but Force Awakens is really, it's really doing it for me. And damned if every time I don't watch the trailer for The Last Jedi, 
I just freeze. <laughs> and I don't know how I'm not going to blink for three hours watching that movie. Because I just want to, like, just abs- like suck it all into my eyeballs. Yeah. And it, it's... Uh, I, I cannot wait. So, so I think we're... I think Empire... I, I think I'm willing to go Force Awakens and then uh, New Hope. Okay. Okay. Ian? Empire, Clone Wars, Rogue One. Wait, wait, Clone Wars, Clone Wars is in... the cartoon? Oh, Attack of the Clones, is that what it's called? Oh, okay. yeah, okay. The, the yeah, second sorry. prequel? <laughs> yeah. Okay. I was, like, confused. I'm like, wait, did I just, did I get the whole thing wrong? I'm like, wait, are they Stormtroopers already? <laughs> <laughs> is that, that has, for me, like, one of my favorite Star Wars properties is Knights of the Old Republic. Oh, yeah. The big yeah. thing about that yeah. is there's a shit ton of Jedi. Clone Wars has a shit ton of Jedi. Yeah. We're just seeing them all go around and not all be like ultimate badasses. Some of them are just like okay at being Jedi. It really brings a lot more humanity and not realism necessary, but it lets you like care about the characters a little more when you realize they're not perfect. Yeah. And I think just having the battles and the prequels, that's the one thing technology did for George Lucas is it wasn't like really stiff sword fighting where you're not sure if Obi-Wan ever actually did it. A single actual move of his lightsaber in a new You think he just gently lifted it up and down? <laughs> and that's why I really like the Clone Wars. It just has all of that before, like, the really dark, broody Anakin stuff, which gets a little on my nerves sometimes. Yeah. And then Rogue One is just... It takes what I really like about Star Wars, which is the setting, and just delivers a different type of story in it. And that's why I really like it. So if yeah. You know, you know, like I just said, I love a lot of Jedi. But also, like, no Jedi. <laughs> just have a nice, fun story in that universe. That universe is just fun to be in. Yeah. Like, Mass Effect. I just love that universe. I could just watch shit happen in that universe. It's a cool sci-fi universe. Yeah. Yeah, I'm thinking, at least for me, and, like, I feel like my list will probably fluctuate all the time. But, it, well, it's probably pretty solid Empire for one. I think it's it's hard to go against Empire for number one. Um, Currently, for me, I think Force Awakens is my number two. I just think that movie is so rewatchable, and then, like anytime I put it on, I just I I have to watch it. It's not something I have to just I can do in like sections. I just have to watch the whole fucking thing. Um, and I don't know if it's just because it's still new, but Rogue One for me I think has to take my number three. I mean, it has its flaws that I can I will admit to. I think the first half of it is rather slow, but that second half is so fucking good, and the last ten minutes are so fantastic that I I could watch that over and over again forever. Yeah, and talk about they actually did what they should have done with blockades with that fucking shield around that whole planet. Yeah. That's how you do a blockade. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck the four dimensions. <laughs> and it kind of has that thing, like, I really like from Empire 2, where it's, like, a, not a good ending, necessarily. Oh, yeah. Because something oh, yeah. Star Wars kind of lacks. It's it's a tragedy, for sure. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. And it's, you know, it's it's funny, because going into it, you, you know what's going to happen. You know no one's making it out. But you still can't help but get attached to these people. And you, know, and, was, and you still hold on to that little bit of hope, like, maybe they'll do that. <laughs> exactly. I'm like, well, maybe this one. What? Yeah. No. No. See, I actually kind of thought they might make it. Like, I thought there was a way to do that where they could all, or at least some of them, successfully get out. And the reason you don't hear about them or anything in, in the next movie, in A New Hope, is because maybe they were just sent on another mission. Like, they were successful in doing what they needed to do. Now the Rebellion has some sort of, like, Black Ops team that they can use for come up some other kind of shady shit that they need them to do. So they send them off to go do this other mission. 
all the while a new hope is happening in the background for yeah. them. They did, but, yeah. I mean, I mean, they they did an excellent job of, of stringing you along with that hope. I think yeah. through the entire movie, and then like right at the end when that bomb drops, you're like, oh, fuck, they didn't. Yeah. Make it. <laughs> yeah. I guess we should drop a spoiler warning, huh? Oh, hey, yeah, baby. Yeah, it's been out for a little while. I... <laughs> <laughs> if you, if you're a Star Wars fan and you haven't seen Rogue One yet, then you're you afford like you you can get spoiled for that. I think I think that's fair. Um, Ian sort of. He was he brought up Kotor, uh, video game wise. Uh, so maybe we'll just spin it into: Have you guys played any Star Wars video games? What is what might be some of your favorites? Um, one of my favorites, actually. I'm gonna lump a bunch of games together because they're all the same <laughs> type: uh, X-wing, X-wing versus Tie Fighter, and X-wing Alliance. Oh, it's I remember my, playing those at your house. One. Fucking a, those were fucking awesome. I really wish that they would bring back like the space simulation games and stuff, so I could do like my controller and fly x-wings and destroy oh, they fighters <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know the controllers that don't just go up down left right they have like that third dimension where you can kind of twist it it's not what it looks like from here yeah just, it's just what I'm oh saying. i'm twisting it baby <laughs> the force is strong um <laughs> um that would be my number one uh there are a couple that um our runners up that I think were really, really good. Um, I really enjoyed Force Unleashed. Never finished the game, but I thought that was a really badass game, uh, especially when you were punting the midgets. Um, <laughs> uh, force punting was awesome. Um, and uh, I actually really liked both of the MMORPGs for Star Wars, Star Wars Galaxies and also the Old Republic. I don't okay. play either of them anymore, but <laughs> um, I thought that they uh, were really fucking cool at the time. I remember... Uh, we played Galaxies for a little while, you, me, Brian. Yeah, that was you were you were my PC friend. So any PC games I wanted to play, I'd come to your house and play. Yeah. So you were paying for the subscription for Galaxies, and I was like, I'll just make a character over here. That's cool. <laughs> <laughs> and I just remember, like, I don't, you know, I could only go over and play it for like maybe a couple hours at a time, like a, a day a week or two days a week. So I didn't get very far as far as progression, but I just remember just like getting my character a gun, giving him like some sort of duster uh -huh. cloak or something yep. and just running along the beach to like kill three or four guys and then just run back. So they'd respawn and then go back again and kill them again and just do that for hours trying and to get was, loot and experience and get and the guy blast, like, right? to be, I had fun. Yeah. yeah. Pretty awesome. And then, then I just never, I never came back to play it because that, that was pretty much all I did. <laughs> yeah. They, they made some questionable choices in the direction of that game. So I, I feel like that that's how it kind of flopped eventually. Yeah, but originally, pretty awesome. Uh, Ian, did you play anything besides Kotor? Uh, Force Unleashed. I really enjoyed it. Really, it was a weird thing though because I think it was like Darth Vader was always like a badass. But I don't think it ever, he was ever established that much as the ultimate killing machine and so much more powerful than anyone else in the universe. Oh yeah, <laughs> I think the Force Unleashed really explored that with Jedi. But I think part of it was just a gameplay thing. It really made you feel like a god. Yeah. It was those in a... Yeah. No, I was just going to say, now, like, looking back, for the first level of Force Unleashed, where Darth Vader goes to Kashyyyk and just wrecks shit with Wookiees, yeah. mm -hmm. is basically playing the end of Rogue One. Yep. Yep. 
but I think, like, other than KOTOR, my favorite Star Wars game is definitely the pod racing on N64. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I played the shit out of that fucking game. I actually kind of forgot about that until you just mentioned that. <laughs> uh, like, because you, you think of N64, the one you go to is Shadows of the Empire. Fuck no. Horrible. <laughs> you go fucking pod racing all night. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I never played that one, but it had to have been better than the freaking Dave and Buster's pod racing where you actually got on the bike or whatever. I oh, never yeah, yeah. played that. Fucking suck. I mean, it's the same basic idea, except you have an N64 controller in your hand and you're... I'm not paying five bucks to play. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I am uh, more of a uh, a game watcher than a game player when it comes to most <laughs> things because I am terribly uncoordinated. But uh, the exception is any game that starts with the word Lego. So um, there you go. all of the uh, Lego Star Wars games have been a huge blast to play. And being little Lego BB-8 has been (laughs) one of the highlights of my life. Oh, man. I haven't played Lego Star Wars in a long time. Kind of makes me want to start again. Get on top of it. (laughs) You know, it's just just fun. The Lego Star Wars Complete Saga is, is free on Xbox for gold members. Yes, sir, it right is. Right now? Right now, till the end of the month. Oh, no. <laughs> do it. Yeah, those Lego games, there's always so much to do in those Lego games. I play them, but I never finish one of them just because they're so fucking long to try to collect everything. Oh, yeah, you got to get all the Easter eggs and the collector's Oh, yeah. And, yeah, yeah we, we try to platinum on them when we can, but it's a labor of love. Yeah. Uh, Jen, you don't even play, there's no like mobile games for Star Wars that you play? Nothing on your phone? There is, um, a stupid, like, Connect 3 game, uh, Puzzle Droids. I've heard about that one. I have not dived in because I'm afraid I'd get hooked. Oh, yeah, it's, it's bad news. (laughs) Although, I got to level 105 and it, it broke on me, so I'd wait for an update. (laughs) But, uh, but we're back in business. (laughs) I am, uh, collecting drinks for Moz in the, cantina and uh me and bb8 spend a good time together he gives me nice tiny thumbs up a lot (laughs) does um does it explore only force awakens or does it explore all of the um for where i am it goes planet by planet so we started um on jakku and now we're there's a lot of letters in it wherever the (laughs) moz's place is I can sort uh, of look, but my phone's like way over there. So yeah, I remember. can't think of the planet name yeah, either. Yeah, I can't think of it right now. Drawing a blank. Gonna suck real bad when we get to trivia. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I've ha- definitely played my fair share of Star Wars video games. Like, I remember back in the day, Andy, coming to your place and playing Star Wars on NES. God, that game sucked. It was so fucking hard. <laughs> so fucking hard. Good lord. Like, I don't even... I we mean, never beat that game, I don't oh, think. Oh, hell no. I don't think we ever got past the fucking sand crawler. God damn it. That's what I remember, too. <laughs> I mean, it was a blast. Like, fucking cool Star Wars music. You're running around, like, with Luke and a lightsaber and shit like that. But holy fuck was that hard. Yeah. Um, And then I graduated to, the like, the Star Wars trilogy. They did the Super Star Wars games for Super Nintendo. Those were very good. All those were fantastic. Yes. Um, Especially, uh... Um, Empire, because you could actually fucking save your game instead of, like, a new hope. You're running <laughs> yeah. around trying to beat it for 14 hours straight and keeping your yeah. fucking Super Nintendo on the whole time. God <laughs> you don't hold a grudge or anything. There's no, uh, no ill no, will no there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
yeah, I mean, more recently, I think Force Unleashed is definitely up there for me. There was something about playing that game and being able to to use the Force just outlandishly, but it was fun as hell. Uh, Battlefront is always good. Like the I I remember Battlefront two for like Xbox that I played the, that yeah. game to death. Yeah, mm-hmm. I remember playing that for PS two. It was awesome. So yeah, I'm anxious for that one to cut the bat like the next Battlefront two. I think that's gonna be really cool too. Um, I mean I remember playing the the Star Wars PC games at you at your place with the X Wing and and Tie. I think I had Tie Fighter for my computer. I think you had X Wing versus Tie Fighter. Yeah. Um, what the hell else did I play? I know there were other ones. Oh, like Rogue Squadron. Or, uh, uh, yeah, Rogue Squadron. Yeah, that was the one for 64, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, that game was fucking cool, too. And then even when they did that for the GameCube, I remember playing those for a while, too. They had, I think they had two of those for GameCube. Uh, yeah, damn, now that I'm talking about all this, I'm like, damn it, I gotta get my GameCube out, play <laughs> some shit. You know what's actually, if you guys like the Toys to Life games, uh, Disney Infinity Towers was pretty solid, too. Yeah, the only thing with that is they stopped making all that stuff. They did stop making it, so stuff is really cheap right now. So <laughs> you can actually like go out and get yourself Star Wars Infinity uh, for for relatively cheap if you go to the right places. And I was actually looking to get that game right around the time I think they, they canceled it because those little figures I thought were really fucking cool. They are really cool. They're nice. They're like nice. Yeah, even just from a collector standpoint, like if you're not even using them for the game, you can just set them up somewhere and they, they looked really, really cool. Yeah, I would say it's it's fairly similar to like the Lego Star Wars stuff with like the the things that you have to do and collecting the stuff and whatnot. Except you get to like swap out your characters like physically, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Um, did anybody uh, ever read any of the expanded universe stuff, novels, uh, comics, any of that stuff? I know. I think Ian read some. I read some. Mm-hmm. Andy or Jen, did you guys read anything? Uh, the only thing I've read Star Wars wise was the the Kanan comics okay and the shattered empire uh um Um, that's the the newer stuff all the all the in canon comics now did you like those oh yeah they're fucking awesome i Uh, read i read a lot of the novels um back back in the day um expanded universe stuff and um we've been getting i've you guys may not know I'm a, a children's librarian, so I always try to uh, nerdify my little, <laughs> my kiddos' lives. Yeah, so as you should. I get you know everything I can having to do with Star Wars um, at the library for them, and usually give it a good preview. You know, crack the spine a little bit, make sure it's appropriate. Um, so <laughs> I've been I've been checking out a lot of the stuff, and and it's it's really good stuff. The new um, Ahsoka book is really really good i remember uh, bradley talking about that one yeah i think it's, he started that i don't know if he finished it that's definitely on my list i definitely want to get to that one yeah it's it's super good and there are a bunch of um, graphic novelizations expansions for all levels so it's it's really nice to be able to connect you know the kids to to what they can access and yeah. kind of you know break them in from the start uh, do you have any favorites for for what you've read? Um, I read the uh, Force Awakens novelization right after the movie came out, mm-hmm. and it um it has some expansion to it. It, it gives you more than the movie does because yeah. it was based um on the pre, uh, not the final release, but the pre cut. So that's kind of cool to kind of get those little snippets of things that didn't make it. Yeah. 
Um, there's some really, I mean, there's some fun guide things. They did like a raise survival guide for when she was on Jakku. And, you know, it's like she kind of wrote down her trip tips and tricks and things like that. So those things that give you a little bit of a peek into the characters on a deeper level, I I always just, just really enjoy. Uh, Ian, anything? Oh, the, um, Thrawn Pentology was the first things I read. Those were real fun. So that was the trilogy and then the, the later ones that, the, the later the duology. duology. Yeah. And Pentology. Oh, fair enough. <laughs> and, um, the, the, I don't even remember what they, was it New Jedi Order, nor, New Force, the, the first, like, three that were the Young Song Vong? Yeah, New Jedi I Order stuff. Is that New Jedi Order? Yeah. That was yeah. really it. I've gone for outside of the actual canon. Other than, you know, the video game stuff. The Thrawn stuff is so amazing to me. He's, like, my favorite Star Wars character, probably. And I was really excited to find out he's coming back, finally. You don't even... I was going to say, you don't watch Rebels, right? We've talked about this before. But I'll probably watch the supercut of Thrawn doing Thrawn things. He's just really, like, gave... Like the Empire, that's like not so much someone who's the ultimate evil, but someone who's just like fucking good at his job, and just that's how you survive in the Empire is being really good at something. And he took it to an extreme. Yeah, I think I'd seen. I actually just watched an interview or something with Timothy Zahn, the guy that wrote Thrawn and created Thrawn, and he said he wanted to make a character that was different from other bad guys, where like Darth Vader rules from fear, and the Emperor rules just like you know, with an iron fist over everybody. He wanted somebody that inspired loyalty and ruled that way. So Thrawn is just very, very smart. And yeah, he inspires loyalty with all the people around him. And then they just, they gravitate towards him. He can lead an army that way. It's crazy. And the weird thing for me reading those books is their expanded universe and it's Star Wars. And like George Lucas's thing has always been having the clear hero and he always presides over the clear evil. Reading those books, I thought Thrawn was actually going to win. <laughs> like the Jedi were going to collapse and the Empire was going to take back over. Because he's just like really fucking good at leading not just... He's better at leading an army than an Empire, but he's yeah. really fucking good at that too. And like, you feel that way, months. I think, right until the end of that final book when like just something turns yeah. right at the end and then that's that's all the downfall for Thrawn. You literally, I literally thought he was going to win. I was, like, real happy. I was going to, like, get new Empire clothing and shit. I was like, I'll <laughs> sign up right now. <laughs> so you haven't read the uh, the new Thrawn book, the in-canon Thrawn book? No, I haven't gotten back to it yet. i got to read, I think, all the other stuff, but my backlog's so massive that I might just skip to the Thrawn book because I like Thrawn. Yeah, that's... I I had other stuff I wanted to read as far as the, the new expanded universe, the stuff that actually, quote-unquote, counts. Um... But yeah, I just went ahead, bought Thrawn, and read it because I was like, I love this guy. I want to see what they mm-hmm. do. Um, that book was really good. If you like Thrawn, you will love that book. Uh, there's a really cool, I think, sort of like a Sherlock Watson and Moriarty vibe to it, which I was surprised that 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 I got that feeling from it. Uh, but I was really, really digging it. Um, and I'm I'm with Ian. I think the the Thrawn books, even like the old expanded universe stuff, the stuff that doesn't count anymore as far as the timeline and story, that, those are so pitch perfect and awesome. Like they're, they're f- probably the only star Wars books that I've read more than once. Every other one I usually just read. And then I'm like, okay, I know what happens there. We're, we'll put it on the shelf and move on. 
but all five of those books I went back and read because they are they are awesome. I've been trying to, like I said, I've been trying to piece through the the new stuff. I I only read maybe two or three other books. Like I did the, I did a New Dawn, which was the Rebels tie-in one. That was decent. Uh, Lords of the Sith was really fucking cool. That's like all about Vader and the Emperor. Uh, that one was really good. And I'm trying to think if I hit any other ones. I think that was it. I'm trying to read Bloodline now, which is a Leia novel, which takes place. I don't know how long before Force Awakens, but it's somewhere in that gap between Return of the Jedi and Force Awakens. It seems like Ben is a younger kid, and he's he is not with Han and Leia. He's off with Luke, so I don't know how old he is at this time, but I, I think it's probably going to be five or ten years before Force Awakens-ish. Uh, so I'm not too far into that one, but that's what I'm trying to get through now. So we'll see how those turn. I'll try to come back to those maybe after I finish them and see see where they rank for me. Um, I don't know. You guys got anything else you want to talk about Star Wars wise? What about the uh, the animated series? Uh, any of them or yeah? The, do you have a favorite uh, animated series? Oh, I guess there's only what the three, right? There's the the anime style Clone Wars cartoon, those mm-hmm. short those shorts that we were talking about. Uh, the actual Clone Wars cartoon, the CG one. And Rebels, I think, right? Yeah. That's all I can think of at the, at the moment. Um, You know, I really, really liked Clone Wars when it was on. I thought it, it started getting, like, changed. Like, you first watched Clone Wars, especially after that god-awful movie. Um, And you think, like, this, this show might not be for me because the sense of humor, it's, like, really geared towards kids. It's really kind of cheeky. Um, But it definitely grew in tone and got darker as the seasons went on, which I appreciated. It has some of the most memorable Star Wars episodes that I can think of, like the uh, I forget what planet they went to, but the one with the the old guy with the dark side and the light side balancing the two. Yep, like that episode really stuck out to me. Um, some of the ones with Ahsoka, I think, at the end of season five, uh, when they're looking for like the the traitor, uh-huh. that was that was really cool. Um, but I I have been hooked on rebels since the very beginning. So I'm, I'm really into rebels. I think that might be my favorite. I, um, I just started watching rebels a couple weeks ago. Um, so I flew through season one. I think I watched all of it in two days. (laughs) Um, No shame. And, um, (laughs) I kind of stalled out. I just, you know, life and, um, just got through the first two episodes of season two today. And it's, it's awesome. Yeah, it's <laughs> it is really, really good. It and it's is. one of those shows where it's animated, yes, and you know, typically you think animation is for kids, and there's so much more. Yeah, there's so much more to it, and they don't shy away from it, um, which I really appreciate. <laughs> yeah, I think it has to do with like the the one of the main guys behind Clone Wars who learned from George and then went over to Rebels, and Filoni, I don't know if he's right? yeah. Dave Filoni is like creative director on all these things. And he, he got a lot of like story ideas and stuff. So, I mean, George knows how to tell stories because him and Dave worked together like side by side for the Clone Wars cartoon. And they got some really good stuff out of there. So I think, and Dave took what he learned from George and brought it into Rebels. So it's not like George didn't know what he was doing. Maybe he just executed it wrong, but yeah, Dave, Dave is a good guiding light for all those shows. And funnily enough, he's actually from Pittsburgh. So he's homegrown. Um, yeah. 
Uh, actually, what was I going to say? Oh, Jen, uh, for now that you're getting into Rebels, the, the ship that they're on, the Ghost, mm-hmm. watch Rogue One again. Because it's in there. Yes. Yes, I do. I remember seeing that uh, comment. And, of course, I didn't know what to look for at the time. So. Yeah. Um, one one neat thing is um, when we, we uh, were in Disney a few months ago, or almost a month ago, and they had a um, special little video compilation of some of the people who work on uh, Star Wars everything. So people who do character design, people who do um, the series, and they had Filoni on a segment with him. And oh, nice. And these people, you know, they are like us. They have grown up with it, and they love this series more than anything. And yeah. I think that that's what makes what we have now so special and so authentic, is that these, you know, these are our fantasies. You know, they have such respect for everything, and now they're able to recontribute and, and make that just as awesome for for us and for you know, kids watching it now and, and, and us that want to know everything about it. And they, they respect that and want to give that back. Yeah. I think any director they've lined up, like JJ Abrams has been, been on record talking about how big of a star Wars fan he is. Gareth Edwards is the same way. Ryan Johnson's the same way. Uh, Chris Lord and Phil Miller, who's doing Han Solo. They're the same way. Uh, I'm assuming Colin Trevorrow, who they got lined up for episode nine is the same way. I haven't seen as much open, like, you know, social media stuff from him talking about how big of a Star Wars fan he is, but I imagine he approached them with some sort of vision because of his love for Star Wars and they gave him the job, so I'm sure that's in there with him too. Uh, what were we talking about? Uh, animated stuff. Uh, Ian, did you have any animated stuff that you watched that you liked? The only one I watched was the, uh, the, the short form Clone Wars one. Okay. I watched that. I think they played the whole thing a couple times back on either Toonami or Adult Swim. Can't yeah, remember. tsunami is a thing. That's why I really watched it. <laughs> and the only thing I've seen of the other two is I believe I went with you to see the Clone Wars movie. That's right. I think you were the yeah. only one that said like, "Yeah, I'll go see that." And we yeah, were kind I of should disappointed. <laughs> like that was a great like way to like burn through a whole season though worth of shows. Yeah, like get rid like a lot of things like a lot of comedies especially, which I think Clone Wars tries to be at points from what I've heard. Is they suck in the first season, so they just put that and charge like ten bucks to see it. Just got it out of the way. Yeah, yeah, that's one way to cover the costs. We saw it like a bunch of fucking idiots. <laughs> we might have been the only ones in the theater. I don't remember a lot of people. We there. honestly might have been. We didn't see it even opening week. That's <laughs> like died off quick. Yeah, it didn't last long. But I guess you know, technically, that counts as a theatrical release for Star Wars. Wasn't in the oh. theater too long, didn't make, make a lot of money, but it counts. Oh, thank God, put that on the resume. <laughs> um, I don't know, anything else you guys want to touch on? Because I know Jen has something we can get to, and I have some Trivial Pursuit questions maybe to test you guys on. No? Okay. Uh, Jen, I'll let you set up uh, what you brought. All right. So, as um, our resident... Librarian, this is a game that I presented to the kids that I forced to come have fun with me on May the 4th for <laughs> Unofficial Star Wars Day. <laughs> so, um, these are Star Wars Would You Rather questions. So, the way this works is we're going to pull one out of half of BB-8 here, and I will present to you two options. Weigh these options very carefully. 
and tell me which one you would rather do. Okay. So, question number one. Would you rather be a part of the First Order or a part of the Resistance? Ooh. Mm. I, I'm, I'm always a good guy at heart. I gotta go to the Resistance. Go ahead, Andy. I I think I'd rather be part of the first order. Did you see the um, undercover boss, Kylo Ren? <laughs> <laughs> fair point. Fair point. I, yeah, that's pretty badass, right? <laughs> it's clearly the first order. They're not like some weird offshoot of a rebellion that's still rebelling thirty years later. They have a clear mission and an ethos and a pathos and are sharper dressed. So, what's their clear mission? To take over the galaxy? Okay. Come on, did you not watch the movie? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm, I'm, I'm with you, Brian. I'm going with the resistance. Nice. Alright. Would you rather have as your droid sidekick R2-D2 or BB-8? I'm, I'm not going to answer this one if you haven't figured it out. <laughs> I, I disown you. R2 is so classic, but I have to go BB-8. There's something about that fucking basketball droid that I just want to <sighs> hang out with him. I know. <laughs> I would go with R2. Thinking R2-D2, because he's been there through everything, and he clearly like knows everything that's going on in the whole universe, because he's there for every important moment for the last 35 years. And tells no one. Exactly! <laughs> what the fuck? So I want to figure out what's up with that. Me I don't know. BB-8 could have been around forever. We don't know his whole story. You know, he's chilling with Poe, but who knows? That's it's true. Fundamentally, I just don't understand how his body works. It really bothers me. The BB-8 prequel's coming. I hope. Is it really? <laughs> no, I don't, know. Little, <laughs> no, I don't just know. Just giggle for an hour and a half. <laughs> a little eight-year-old build hand in the sand. I just want to see it. <laughs> All right. Would you rather live on Jakku like Ray or live on Tatooine like Luke? Oh. Sand. Ooh, sand. <laughs> yeah. You can't escape it either way. Oh, that's a tough one. I, I, uh, I'm going to say Luke because at least you get some blue milk. Mm. <laughs> but you get weird exp- expanding green things with Ray. Yeah, that doesn't look as appetizing as uh, you'd think it does. Yeah. I would go with Jakku, just because I I, I feel like uh, you wouldn't have to worry about people ordering you around or helping with the harvest or anything. You would just worry. <laughs> you would have like you hate end- Uncle Owen and the Emperor. <laughs> don't you? I don't hate them, but you it, clapped it's... when they burned to death. <laughs> <laughs> I did not. Um, <laughs> but you know, you have your independence, and and I think being a scavenger in, in that fucking Jakku battleground would be pretty fucking slick. I think Tatooine, because I know for sure it has a bar. <laughs> at the same time, I think I'd die sooner there first, and I think I kind of <laughs> want that in this scenario. <laughs> I don't know. You get to hang out with Simon Pegg if you're on Jakku, so. But it doesn't look like Simon Pegg. It's just some fat guy. Layers and layers. He's like an onion. <laughs> All right. Would you rather have a hovercraft or have a droid? I guess it depends on where you are. 
Yeah. Um, I mean, droid sidekicks are cool, so I I gotta go droid sidekick. Droid sidekick, definitely. As long as, actually, as long as it's not C three PO. Oh, I take I take golden rod. Damn it! I <laughs> <laughs> Think droid sidekick as long as he does one liners. <laughs> <laughs> That like is an important feature. I can see Ian and the droid just trying to one up each other the whole time. <laughs> oh, I hope he. I hope Ian gets gets the droid that uh, gives him a uh, a soundtrack to everything he does. <laughs> <laughs> it would not be good. <laughs> I can see some googly eyed mishaps. <laughs> oh no! Maybe he could just follow you around with a kazoo or something. <laughs> I enjoy that. <laughs> All right. See. Would you rather try to escape the Death Star trash compactors or Jabba the Hutt's Rancor pit? Ooh. I'd probably die in both scenarios. So I, don't I know was going to say, I'm done. I'm done for. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, would you rather be eaten alive or squished? That's tough. I think squished, I'd die sooner. Yeah, because I guess it depends how long like it takes the Rancor to digest you. Plus, I think he toys with you too much. Like, he doesn't eat you fully. He might, like, bite a foot off. Yeah, that's true. You might be hoping, like, if a door just falls on him or something. <laughs> <laughs> so, so are we putting ourselves into the position of, like, Luke in both scenarios? Or... I don't know, because Luke got out of both scenarios, so I don't, yeah, I don't know it, if... But it's, like, you, and you don't have powers or nothing. Like, <laughs> and, there's right no, and there's no one with you? Yeah, it's just you. I was going to say, you. if like Princess Leia was with me in the trash compactor, that's what I would choose. I, I don't, I don't like um, things in water can... moving against my legs, so I'm going to have to. <laughs> so you can look at something pit. pretty while you die. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> Think of the Rancor's anatomy and how an apex predator like that was formed, <laughs> and that's true beauty. <laughs> As it's slowly devouring. <laughs> no, no, that's that's the um. Uh, Sarlacc pit. Sarlacc slowly, pit. Yeah, yeah. Slowly devouring. I don't think Rancor does anything slowly, honestly. Moves pretty slow. He's oh, kind of I mean, yeah. He's kind of derpy. I mean. Yeah, but I mean, it's yeah. I mean, looks like he swallows things whole, not like the Sarlacc where you just like decay for decades of years. Yeah, twenty years in there, you escape. So that's always good. <laughs> right. Well, when you go in with the jetpack, you know you have an advantage. <laughs> Apparently, you forget about it for a couple of years. But... <laughs> it's the acid. Or yeah, the you smell. Get to fix it. You get distracted. Yeah. See, you think he fixes stuff while he's in there? Is that part of like a book? Or Boba Fett's in there fixing shit? Well, I mean, you got to figure a lot of other shit fell down there. So if the jetpack is actually damaged, he's probably got some spare parts. So wait, is he like living like a normal life? He's going to bed and shit like while he's like figure out how he's escaping. He has to find an apartment, get a job. He's doing a nine to five in there with all the like jawas and shit. So he, so he's basically like Ray scavenging shit in the middle of the Sarlacc pit, trying to fix his fucking jetpack. Yeah, he's just walking around a bunch of acid, stomach acid. All right, uh, this one is pretty great because, um, well, I'll tell you. Would you rather take on Captain Phasma or a new character? His name is Boba Fett. Uh, <laughs> B-O-B-B-A. So he's he's Boba Fett's um, sad hillbilly cousin. <laughs> or we can just pretend it's Boba Fett. <laughs> 
you know, Phasma doesn't strike me as being very capable. That, yeah. No, I was, I was, was going to go with Phasma because I feel like I'd have the best <laughs> chance to win. A <laughs> garbage day took her out in five seconds. Yeah. <laughs> she better have something good to do in the next one because I she agree, definitely yeah. needs redeemed. I'm so hopeful. Literally, Boba Fett is like the same thing but drunk, and that's just more deadly. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's all drunk on that moonshine. He has like the um the can helmet instead of his helmet. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, yeah give him that plus just overalls over the armor. Perfect. Oh. <laughs> yeah, maybe a slave one looks like hay. a tractor. Yeah, three of space hay. <laughs> <laughs> it's got to be space hay, though. Anything else? <laughs> Fucking travesty. <laughs> Treat him with respect, guys. <laughs> all right, I feel like this one is very important for all of you, um, and I'm sure you've pondered it for many hours. Would you rather have Princess Leia's hair or Ray's hair? For yourself on your head, not to <laughs> you gotta, look at. You got to go with the buns. Yeah, I think the the classic Which buns? Uh, cinnamon buns. The the princess Ray Leia. Has, Ray has triplet buns. I don't, well, because I think Leia's hair could double as earmuffs in the winter. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. If you're on Hoth. Yeah. Yeah, Leia just like I really would enjoy having more hair around my <laughs> ears constantly. <laughs> Again, I can't tell if you're sarcastic or not. I can't tell if that's a real answer. I think he's pondered this. <laughs> I spend most of my nights thinking about this. <laughs> All right. Would you rather tell that to Kanji Club or take on a Rathtar? What do we think of Kanji Club, by the way? They're kind of, they kind of took me aback when they showed up. Yeah, they didn't really do too much either, did they? No. And they all seemed, I mean, it's such stylization for such a little thing. Wasn't that, isn't that where they put the people that were in the Raid movies? They were those characters that didn't do any type of stunts or fight choreography at all? The what movies? The Raid movies. Isn't that like, the, they're like the martial arts crazy fight, choreo fight choreography movies? They're, they're like the Korean John Wick. Yeah. Oh, okay. I thought they, because I knew they were going to cameo in the movie, and I'm pretty sure they put them as uh, some of the people, like not the not the Kanji Club guy, but the other ones that show up, the second group. I think that's them. But they, again, they're just there to like talk a little bit, and they don't do any type of fighting or anything like that. So they were they're just felt kind of wasted. Yeah, yeah. I you probably help the movie in China. Yeah, I think I'd probably be. go with the Kanji Club because, um, yeah, they. I'm not really sure what their capabilities are, but. Uh, like I would definitely lose to a Rathar, so yeah, yeah, uh, yes, yeah, I agree. Same. I'm with you. I I don't run. I would. <laughs> <laughs> All right. How about a Chewbacca question? Would you rather have Chewbacca by your side in a firefight or as your spaceship co-pilot? Ooh, that new crossbow. I'd I'd want him in a firefight. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think I'd I'd. Yeah, because you don't anybody that's piloting the Falcon, it's either Ray or Han. I don't remember like Chewie doing anything memorable piloting the Falcon. What about Lando? He is the pilot. He basically is the pilot. He's the only reason that ship goes anywhere. <laughs> so, so Han's the co-pilot. Han's just kind of there, looking cool, wearing fucking jackets. <laughs> He's not looking and cool. Chewie does everything. He's a fucking scruffy-looking nerf herder. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, I think I'm going Chewie in a firefight. I'd go co-pilot, just because I would want to pilot the Millennium Falcon. Exactly. Why would you want to get in a firefight? But that's the thing, though. Go fly according places. To, according to Ian's logic, you wouldn't be flying the Falcon. Chewie would be flying the Falcon. Yeah, because he's the greatest co-pilot ever, and I get to, like, pretend I am, and that's all you need. <laughs> I feel like I feel like I need a bumper sticker. Chewie is my co-pilot. <laughs> <laughs> there's a, uh, there's a, if you ever see it, get it, get it for me. I saw a sticker once that was, like, the um, yellow baby on board, but it mm-hmm. said BB on board. And it had BB-8 on it. <sighs> just genius. And I can't find it anywhere. That just means you have to take your Sphero BB-8 everywhere. Uh, I do have a BB-8 car charger, so BB-8 <laughs> is my co-pilot. Fair enough. <laughs> All right, let's do one more. It's a good one. All right, will we rather fight in the Battle of Hoth or in the Battle of Endor? Ooh. I would say Hoth because I fucking hate ticks and I feel like Endor has a lot of ticks. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta worry about the wildlife. L- lots, lots of high grass there. Holy fuck. You know? I don't want anything on my scrotum. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know what? With Andy's logic, I think that's true. I think, like, I hate the cold, but at least I don't have to worry about no fucking snakes or some shit out there in the jungle. So, yeah, I think Hoth would be the way to go. Or, or stepping on a BBE walk. Yeah. <laughs> I think Hoth, just because I could blend in easier there and not have to like fight, people wouldn't notice me. Just bury yeah. yourself in the snow. Yeah, just a little bit, make a nice, like a little ice fortress down there. <laughs> just kind of like wait it out. Because <laughs> of like Endor, you got a bunch of little fucking bear things running around yelling shit. It's like, how am I going to hide? The, the Battle of Hoth things. is happening and Ian just makes himself an igloo and sits to the side. <laughs> oh, yeah, chilling. <laughs> Uh, I I don't do well in heat, so I'd have to go Endor or um, Hoth. I'm also very pale, so I could <laughs> camouflage in the in the snow. There you go. Um, yeah. Do you guys want to do? I pulled out some Star Wars Trivial Pursuit questions. You guys want to try your test your might? Hell yeah! Got to be better than that fucking book you had us doing earlier. Yeah, the book is <laughs> the book is bad. I don't that know what the, what the Trivial Pursuit questions are like. Uh, I pulled out ten cards. There are six questions on each card. So we'll just do... I'll have somebody pick a number one through six, and I'll just read one, and then we'll go to the next card. Uh, who wants a, to pick a number? I wish I had a dice. Um, I'll go with number four. Number four. What city does confetti fall over at the end of Return of the Jedi Special Edition? Um, the... No- the, the Naboo capital. Fuck, Theed? Was that the I think that would be Theed, yeah. Any other guesses? No. Jen? Ian? I'm I'm still begrudging the lack of um, Yub Nub, so I refuse to. <laughs> uh, Andy, your final answer is Theed? Yep. Incorrect. Fuck. Most likely. Damn it. Why there? I, I don't know. I thought confetti fall fell on like all those cities that they cut to at the end of Return of the Jedi, so I would have got that wrong too. Is there a whole montage? Yeah, yeah that's, that's what I mean. What I, like, I, I thought everybody's celebrating. Yeah, I thought Feed was not the special edition. It is. It is in the montage. So is Mos Eisley and Coruscant, but the, like I don't remember which one had confetti. Oh, maybe it was just they fireworks. They should all have confetti. Maybe it was, Come on. Maybe... Yeah, that's what I thought. Some of had like ticker tape. Some had fireworks. <laughs> <laughs> Toilet. There were paper. definite fireworks. I do remember fireworks in there too. 
Uh, Ian, pick a number one to six. Seven. No, one to six. One. What two characters are each described at various times as the only hope? C-3PO and R2-D2. Anybody else? Obi-Wan Obi- Kenobi. Yep, Obi-Wan. And... Ah, oh, shit. Um... I feel like this one's gonna, like, piss I, me off when I hear it. For some reason, I want to say Luke, but I don't feel like that's right. I feel like it's Anakin, or it's just someone I've never heard of. Uh, what what scope are we talking about with these questions? Is it like a, <laughs> six movies, like the original? Like would, yeah, it would. It would. It should be over the saga, the entire saga. Even Force Awakens. And... Well, no, this was out before. This was when the when it's titled as complete saga. It's the first one to six. Okay, it's before before Force Awakens. So between those six movies, which two characters are each described at various times as the only hope? I want to say Boss Nass. But (laughs) (laughs) right, so you guys, what you were saying, Obi Wan, so Obi Wan and Anakin. Andy, you're going Boss Nass. Yeah. Jen, what'd you go with? Uh, Obi Wan and I'm Luke, but I think it's wrong. Uh, Jen got it. Obi Wan and Luke. (laughs) I knew it. (laughs) (laughs) Never doubted it. Uh, Jen, one to six. Uh, three. Who did Obi-Wan claim was responsible for the death of Luke's father? Darth Vader. Yep. Darth Vader? Yep. Mm -hmm. Everybody else? (laughs) Uh, Darth Vader's the answer, so yes, you were all correct. It's one of those ones where I'm like, are you really asking this? Right. Yeah. <laughs> some. Yeah. Compared to the freaking questions from that obsessed with Star Wars book, these some of these are a cakewalk. Yeah. The obsessed I with feel Star like Wars book. Yeah. Yeah. I, I feel like we're written. playing actual trivial pursuit, where you know, you like every time it's your turn, you get one of these ridiculous, like hard fucking questions, and, and like they go to the next person, like, "What color is a banana?" And you're like, "Fuck!" <laughs> <laughs> but then you get That's real pissed because it. it's green yeah. on the card. <laughs> so it's talking about a very specific white banana. <laughs> <laughs> uh, who's up? Uh, Andy, one to six, five. What trio went outside the Millennium Falcon to investigate a Minox swarm? Then it was on land, Chewie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Everybody agree on that one? Yep. Yep. That is correct. Hand land. <laughs> What was that? What was that voice? <laughs> I don't know. That's a, is that out. the church lady? No, no, that was... No, um, that, it could be. That's uh Oh, God, what was his name? Tommy Boy. Judd Apatow. Oh, Chris Farley. Chris Farley and Billy Madison were like, yeah. Daddy's oh. <laughs> <laughs> Uh Ian, one to six. Three. Who told Luke Skywalker he couldn't attend the Academy? His uncle. Uncle O. Uncle O is correct. Wow, you guys are killing it. These really alternate from, like, I remember that easily to, do they even have that in the thing? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Who's next? Jen. 
One to six. Uh, number one. Who did Luke Skywalker signal with a two-fingered salute? Which two fingers? <laughs> it doesn't say. <laughs> well, I don't know that. <laughs> that would have been uh, R2-D2 in Return of the Jedi. Uh, Andy got that one. R2-D2. Uh-huh. Right before he pops out the lightsaber. Yep. No, in you end up? No. <laughs> I'm gonna use that from now. I'm popping a lightsaber. <laughs> you heard it here first. Uh, back to Andy. One to six. Here we go with number two. What ship made an attack run on the Star Destroyer Avenger? Star Destroyer Avenger. Uh, I'm going to go with (laughs) A-Wing. Very general. Anybody else? Oh, you're looking for a very specific answer? It looks like it, yeah, it looks like it wants an actual ship name. Oh, fuck. Uh... Napoleon B. Frigate Intrepid? I don't fucking know. (laughs) Anybody else? No. I have no earthly idea. It's a very obvious answer that you all will probably be kicking yourself for. Is what is the, the most Millennium... obvious name shift it, in Star Wars? Is it the Millennium Falcon? It is the Millennium the Falcon. Evan Hawk. <laughs> when does he do an attack on, on Star Wars? The only thing I can think of is Empire coming out yeah. of the asteroid field. The thing is, I have, I didn't know those Star Destroyers were named. Apparently yeah. they are. Doesn't Lando, though, go after a Star Destroyer when they can't get through to the, um, you know, when Han's down there and he hasn't quite gotten the uh, the shield taken down, doesn't he do an attack run on the Star Destroyer? They they fly into a Star Destroyer sort of blockade to hopefully take some of them out, but I don't know if they specifically went in for an attack run. Was was that even the Star Destroyer Avenger? Who knows? Yeah. (laughs) Because I think in Empire, like, they come out of the asteroid field, he specifically turns the ship around to fly at it, and they tell him he's going into attack position. But he doesn't actually make an attack run. He just, like, flies over it and hides (laughs) behind it, right? True, yeah. So it could just be semantics, but that's that's the answer that they gave me. Uh, Ian, I think. One to six. Three. What was the name of Darth Vader's true self, according to Luke Skywalker? Oh, that's easy as hell. Oh god. Um Oh, that's tough. That's tough. Like yeah. <laughs> does anyone else care to answer while Ian's thinking it's a head about scratcher. it? <laughs> Shit. True self. I uh you know what? I'm gonna go with the chosen one. As in Anakin Skywalker? No, like the the guy from the legend that was gonna bring balance to the force, that guy. All right, I'm just going to say you're saying Anakin Skywalker, <laughs> so that is correct. <laughs> Does he actually say that, like, you're Anakin Skywalker to him? I don't remember him, like, literally saying that. I don't know if he says Anakin Skywalker. He definitely says the... No, he might say Anakin Skywalker, because I think at one point he says, like, you, you were, you, I believe you're Anakin Skywalker, my father. You know, the, the name of your true self that you've only forgotten. I think there's a line similar to that somewhere in Return oh. of the Jedi. 
I was like, does he forget like who he is? Did I miss that whole subplot where he like <laughs> forgets who he is as a person? He might actually get lost in the dark side a bit and kind of lose his true identity. So yeah, I think that's kind yeah. of implied that way. Uh, Jen, one to six. Uh, four. Who was the first to board the Falcon during its escape from the asteroid cave? Han. Anybody else? I I would guess Leia. Uh, Chewie. Haha. <laughs> <laughs> of the three that were out there, Ian got it right. Han Solo. <laughs> Yeah, I feel like he just would care only about himself, so that's why he was going to be on first. <laughs> that's a very good like, point. fuck everyone else. <laughs> uh, all right, last one I got. Andy, one to Num- six. Number six. What deflector shield did Darth Vader's flagship lose just before its destruction? Rear. Forward? Uh, the middle. <laughs> I think you guys are thinking of it as a fighter, it's a Star Destroyer would be his flagship. So there's a specific section of the shield that they're calling for. The port thruster stabilizer. (laughs) (laughs) Closer. (laughs) Anybody else? Um, (laughs) (laughs) It's the bridge shield. Oh, okay. It's where the A-wing kamikaze'd into. So right. that that's like the forward part of the ship, though, right? Or is that the rear part of the ship? No, I think I it's, like it's, it's kind of like those. it's kind of like rear middle, is it? It's yeah, it's towards the back in the so middle. So you're of the saying ship. the middle? Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm I'd going by that, what the card said. I I give that one to Jen definitely. You can mm-hmm. you can fight the trivial pursuit gods on that one. There would be the first time for trivial pursuit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know. We got maybe a little bit more time. Do you guys want to do any more? or Should we just call it? Eh, as in call it, or yeah. <laughs> as in do okay. Yeah, call it. We're ending on the bridge shield one. Are you sure? Because that's just... <laughs> I don't know. That's pretty ambiguous. I'm, I'm not liking that question. All right, one more because I'm not. I'm not ending on that one. <laughs> we have to sleep tonight, people. Yeah. Well, some of us. Watch this one be worse. Probably. Uh, Ian, one to six. Uh, once again, we have to go seven, Alex. One to six. <laughs> six. What, according to Han Solo, was Leia afraid he would leave Hoth without giving her? <laughs> uh, that would be saber. a smoocheroo. That is, yep, a goodbye kiss. I thought it was money. <laughs> you would. It always is. <laughs> Damn Han and his money. He's, he never has any. <laughs> Eight movies, no money. What's going on with that? (laughs) All right, that's where we're going to wrap this one up. Uh, Hopefully you enjoyed our Star Wars discussion. It was pretty much all over the place. That's kind of how we do it here. Uh, So if you've enjoyed the show, please stop by iTunes, leave us a five-star rating and review. Be sure to share, subscribe, favorite the show, so you can come back to us and check us out. As always, you can find us on Facebook at... Uh, www.facebook.com slash superfriends or search superfriends on Facebook to find the page. And you can also send us questions, comments, topic suggestions to superfriends at gmail.com or at bgsuperfriends on Twitter. All of those work. Uh, on behalf of Jen, Andy, Ian, and myself, thank you for listening, and we'll talk to you all next time. Oh.
thought that was Ian. I thought for sure that was Ian. <laughs> 